Welcome back to A View from the Couch. My name is Rich. And I'm Jen. And today we are talking about Thanksgiving. Not the holiday, but the new movie from Eli Roth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, we yes. are. Now, Jen, we talked about this a little bit at the end of the last episode, that this is based on a fake trailer that was in the Grindhouse movie presentation back in the day. And I was going to check with you and see if you had seen any of the other movies that had come out from those. There's only two other ones from those trailers. One is called Hobo with a Shotgun. It stars Rutger Hauer. Have you seen <laughs> no. that one? I, have, I haven't seen that one either. But the one that I know I've seen is Machete. Oh, have I have you not seen, seen that. You haven't seen that one? It's hysterical. It's great. That's uh, by Robert Rodriguez, who actually directed one of the movies that's in the Grindhouse duology. But uh, that one was a lot of fun. Machete was fantastic. I loved it. I quote, there's one line that I quote from it all the time, Machete don't text. Uh, you probably haven't heard me Mm-mm. say that before, but like if somebody says, oh, why don't you just text them? I will often say, Machete don't text. Mm. So it's just, it's it's a goofy ass movie. I've always wanted to see Hobo with a Shotgun. I've heard it was good. I didn't realize that it was one of the movies that were, you know, fake trailers, but I guess it is. So you haven't seen any of these. This is the first of the trailer to movie experiments that you've seen. It is. Okay. All right. And it's not the first Eli Roth movie we've seen. We've seen a few, right? So yes. Cabin Fever, right? You haven't seen Hostel though, have you? I part two. don't want to. No, I know you don't. I know you don't. I, I'm not a big fan of overly gory torture porn type stuff. Boy, this is the wrong movie for you then. <laughs> if it's got some gore, it's fine. It's just people like having to do stuff to themselves or other people that's really like awful things. Yeah. Like Saw. Yeah, sure. The first Saw movie I thought was okay. It was pretty gruesome for me, but I feel like the story and the shocking ending mm-hmm. is kind of what made it. Sure. Every other movie after that I didn't like. It's too gross. There's too much <laughs> icky stuff in it. I, I don't like that stuff. Right. And I think Eli Roth is kind of into all that stuff, so... Yes, he's definitely into that old school gory horror stuff. So I was anticipating some gore going some. <laughs> going into this, but this is definitely a gore. Fest. You know, yeah. Eli Roth though he is a big horror fan. Now we've oh, yeah. watched some documentaries on Shudder, I think it is. Yeah, we tend to we tend to pick up Shudder about once once a year, right around Halloween, so that we can like kind of pepper stuff in as we're watching our thirty one movies for Halloween. And we've seen a few where he'll go through and do like highlights from different horror mm-hmm. movies, and he's he's a big fan. He's a big fan of horror movies, slasher flicks, whatever. He mm-hmm. seems to have seen all of this, and I think it kind of shows in some of his movies. Like there, I felt like there was some moments in this movie even that he was kind of pulling in from other horror oh, movies. Yeah. So there yeah. was Halloween, there was Texas Chainsaw. There were all kinds of references yeah. in this yeah. movie. I loved it. Now. I have seen almost all of his directorial efforts. I have seen Cabin Fever. I've seen both of his Hostel movies. I've seen Knock Knock, which is that one with Keanu Reeves. It's not very good. 
I've seen his Death Mush remake. I've seen we've seen the house with the clock in his walls. He mm-hmm. directed that. Okay. But uh, the one that has has really I, I, and I've I've got a pretty iron stomach when it comes to gore because I can tell it's fake. I know that it's fake, right? The one that has the one that got me was the Green Inferno, which is his. It's his like homage to cannibal movies from the seventies. Okay. And specifically, like Cannibal Holocaust or Cannibal Ferox, but Cannibal Holocaust and the and the other ones, they you can tell that they're fake. This one doesn't seem fake. Mm. They did a really good job with the makeup in it, and it turned my stomach a couple of times. I actually had to shut it off. Ugh. a couple of times Gross. and go back to it because I wanted to finish watching the movie. I wanted to see what happened in it. But holy crap, between the between the gore, the special effects and the acting of a couple of the the players in that movie that really sold the realism of mm. it. Sure. And it just bleh, I almost barfed a couple of times. <laughs> I will which not watch that movie. Never <laughs> happened to me in a movie before ever. Not even when I was little, you know, I was yeah. freaked out by American Werewolf in London or, or uh, Dawn of the Dead, but not like grossed out, you know? Right. And, I, and I've sat through Hostel and Hostel Part 2, which are unabashedly gory films. The unrated versions even, right? Just mm-hmm. like absolute gore fests. This felt too real to me, you know, mm-hmm. that one. Sure. So, but I do like Eli Roth. I like what he does. I like his passion for 80s horror, especially the 80s underground horror stuff like Cannibal Holocaust, which sounds weird to say because of the, well, the, what I just said, but those kind of movies, that, well, I guess Cannibal Holocaust is 70s, but those types of movies, those underground horror movies are the things that I just ate up when I was younger, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. I did a lot, of the, a lot of the franchise movies and stuff like that, but I also saw stuff like Pieces or chainsaw some uh slumber, slumber party massacre right like just all kinds of like under the radar just straight to video type movies that were just absolute splatter fests mm-hmm. so i do appreciate his verve when it comes to that so all right so why don't you give us the cast and crew and then let's let's dive into the the leftovers here all right. So we talked about Eli Roth directing this, but he also helped write this mm-hmm. along with Jeff Rendell. Okay. This stars Patrick Dempsey as Sheriff Eric Newlon? Newlin? I don't know. He's the sheriff anyways. <laughs> Nell Verlack as Jessica. We have Jalen Thomas Brooks as Bobby. We've got Mika Amundsen as Lonnie, Amanda Barker as Lizzie. Shailen Griffin is Amy. Chris Sandiford is Doug. We also have, we got lots of people in here. <laughs> we have Karen Cleish as Kathleen. Gina Gershon as Amanda Collins. Yeah, there's just a lot of people in here. There's a, there's a pretty big cast here. You got to have a lot of people to slash up here. So Right. Now, he does have some of his normal, like, people that he normally has in these movies. Uh, I think Rick Hoffman has been in a few, and especially in the... Uh, uh, the Hostel movies, he was in those. Uh, the guy that plays the mayor, I think, has been in several of his movies. He's got, you know how actors, or not actors, excuse me, sometimes directors will have like that troop that mm-hmm. well, follows him around. He's mm-hmm. got a very small and close-knit group of people that will follow him around and go to do the movies that he does. But the uh, the dude that plays, the Rick Hoffman, the guy that plays Thomas, 
the guy that owns the right right mart or whatever mm-hmm. it is is usually like a real slime ball in these movies that he makes. He kind of was in here too. Kind of was too, but I had him pegged as like the killer right Ah, off the bat. Like I thought it was going to be like, oh, you ruined my store by having like a riot or letting helping people riot or whatever. So I'm going to kill you. I was way the hell off. Mm. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the story. All righty. Speaking of riots. The movie starts in Plymouth, Massachusetts, one year prior. And on the eve of Thanksgiving, we get to see what Black Friday is all about. Now, basically, like, they have a conversation. One of the families, like, I think it's Mitch, who is going to go to work, and his wife, who is played by Gina Gershon, they have a conversation right before Mitch goes to work about how he's got to go to work early because now Black Friday starts on Thanksgiving. It starts on Thursday, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's at the he's at the at the store later, getting it ready to open. And you just see these throngs of people pushing against like the gates, and the security guards are trying to keep them in place, and they're just acting like schmucks. All of these people mm-hmm. now. Number one, mm-hmm. the owner of this place, you see he's at home eating dinner oh, with yeah, of his course he is. family. Of course he is. So kind of a dick move. The other thing is I have been out on Black Friday shopping, and thankfully I have never, ever been in a situation like this. Now, mm-hmm. I have been in ones where there's a lot of people there. I've seen things where like somebody got something put it in their cart and when they turned to grab something else somebody grabbed it out of their cart and walked off (laughs) i'm not one that's usually like in the throng of people like i've gone with my daughter before she loves to go do this black friday shopping stuff right and i basically will grab a cart and i'll go hide out in an aisle where there's no action somewhere and she goes and runs and grabs stuff and i just kind of guard it all (laughs) i just don't like being in with all those people so and I've never stood in line outside a place waiting for it to open. I'll sit in my car, wait for it to open, let the crowd go in, and then I'll go in, yeah. you know, after. But thankfully, I've never been in one of these crazy situations. And unfortunately, you know, you've seen on the news that that has happened. Oh, it has. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I've I've been Black Friday shopping a handful of times, once, with, once or twice with you, a couple of times previous. I went with my brother one time, but... It, I've only ever had one scenario when when it was like ape shit and it was like right before the Walmart people were like, hey, okay, go, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, there were, as soon as they said go and they took the covers off of stuff, like it was a, just like a, a living being that kind of pushed <laughs> forward at once and I kind of got like sucked into it and I just kind of reached my hand out and grabbed stuff and pulled it back and like that was it for me. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. I I haven't I haven't gone like well, thankfully they don't do it on Thursdays anymore. I that I think that's one of the nice things that came out of the pandemic is give leave Thanksgiving for families and workers just yeah. to spend time together. There's no reason why that needs to be open on Thursdays. But when I do go out on Fridays, I usually go out like nine, ten o'clock, like after the crowds are already out, because I just don't like dealing with that either. And honestly, the last few years, we've just done everything online anyways. If there's something we want, we just look online. So oh yeah, I'm, thankfully, <laughs> I think we're done. You and I, I think, are done doing this. Yeah, I have no interest crazy in crowd. This. Now, <laughs> if, if stuff. yeah, I was gonna say if even if I had an inkling where I was like, oh, maybe I do want to go, 
and and go to Black Friday. This movie just solidified my <laughs> just absolute disdain for humanity as a as a general population. Like I like people like here and there, like a couple of people at a time, but like mass massive groups of humans. Tommy Lee Jones said it best. In Men in Black, he said, people are rational. Large groups of people are irrational and emotional and hard to control. Mm -hmm. And that's why I do I just, I don't like large groups of people. They're so unpredictable. They are so, like, you can, they can get this mob mentality in no time at all. Like, yeah. borders of society just break down when you're in these large groups of people and mm -hmm. easily suggested movements can just kind of turn into chaos you know right right so i don't i don't dig on that but anyway so back to the story like you said the owner of right march stores thomas and his wife are celebrating but his wife is is his second wife and their daughter his daughter jessica dislikes his second wife kathleen and she wants to leave after dinner and like go like hang out with her friends, her boyfriend Bobby, and and a group of other kids. Now this sounds like the wife's idea to be open on Thursday night. Is that how you took it? Yeah, I took it that way because he was kind of saying, "Oh, she had this grand idea, blah blah blah." I so I feel like it was the wife's doing to talk him into opening up on Thanksgiving Day. I don't think I caught it, but I mean, it's fine. It's kind of irrelevant really in the end though. You know, like I had going into this movie, like in this opening act, like I was just picking out my hope. My, my notes are just like, maybe it's this person, maybe it's this person, maybe it's this person <laughs> to start off with. And I just, of course, you know, narrow it down as you keep going. Mm -hmm. And yeah, some of them start dying. They come off the list. Right. Yeah. That too. <laughs> uh, she was on my list to start with. I think at one point she ends up off my list. Um, pretty quickly and with good reason too i mean eventually her fate is is <laughs> revealed she's later one of the worst deaths in here <laughs> yeah yeah definitely so jessica and her boyfriend bobby they leave and they go they're going out to one of the stores one of the one of the right mart stores that mitch the husband of amanda the Gina Gershon character is the manager of. They, I, 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 I'm trying to figure out exactly what they're going to do there. He needs a phone. Yeah. So they were going to the movies, and then as they're driving by, they see the crowd, and then he's like, "Oh wait, I need a phone. Let's stop in here quick." You need a phone that bad that you're going to brave Black Friday shoppers to go and get a phone. Well, he doesn't have to worry about that because he's got an in somebody that'll let him in and get it before the. Big group goes in. Yeah, that's true. And that's exactly what happens. Jessica, like, gets them all in to the store ahead of time. They start, they get their phone, and then they also, like, mock the people that are outside. Yeah. Which is what really starts this whole stampede, yeah. right? The, mm -hmm. the people are kind of upset that there's other people that got in ahead of them, and chaos ensues. And we kind of see the crowd starting to push up against the glass front doors and there it becomes so heavy that eventually it breaks the door down mm -hmm. onto one of the security guards and it crushes him he ends up dying um and then now it's just absolute madness people grabbing their free toasters or whatever it is and people dying left and right mitch's wife had come to bring her bring him dinner mm-hmm 
like she didn't want him to have to work on Thanksgiving on an empty stomach. So she brought him like some leftovers from Thanksgiving and she ends up getting like, like tripped up mm-hmm. and run into with a shopping cart. And in typical like Eli Roth, gory fashion, a piece of her hair gets like stuck in the wheels of the cart and like part of her scalp gets ripped off and she ends up, she ends up getting killed. She ends up dying. Mitch, yeah, that was pretty gross. Yeah, it was pretty gory. <laughs> but not nearly as gory as stuff that's going to come later. That's yes. the thing is that this is just like the little, like, this is like the appetizer. Mm-hmm. This is like the appetizer of the gore. Mm-hmm. This is nothing compared to the bloodbath that's going to ensue. Also, I just want to point out, we had the theater to ourselves, which was kind of nice because there was a lot of stuff where yeah. I was going like, oh, gross. <laughs> so I wasn't interrupting anybody else's viewing. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the fact that we had the theater to ourselves because... We have the theater to ourselves. <laughs> so, you know, Mitch finds his wife and kind of like is, you know, obviously upset. He's like, you know, kind of cradling her up, you know, holding uh, holding on to her. And the sheriff, the one that's played by um, Patrick, Patrick Dempsey. Dempsey, whose name I could not think of. And even just now I couldn't think of. <laughs> I am completely blind as to who this guy is. Who is where is he from? Why? Who is Patrick Dempsey? Oh, he's McDreamy from Grey's Anatomy. What the fuck is McDreamy? Oh, is that the, his name? No, he's one of the doctors. I think Dr. Shepard, maybe? They call him McDreamy? Oh, yeah, they call him McDreamy. Is he Irish or something? Or is no, that why he's they McDreamy? Just, they just, the the interns think he's so cute. So, you know, McDreamy. Jesus Christ. Okay, so... <laughs> A lot of people like that show. I don't. I don't want to make fun, but yeah, I'm that's making where fun of anything. Just also, they call him McDreamy. That's what a dumb I name. I remember him from is he was in an '80s movie called "Can't Buy Me Love." Never saw that one either. And he plays kind of this nerdy dude who pays this girl to be to pretend to be his girlfriend to make him popular. And Wait a in the Did end, they movie? actually fall in love. I might have seen this movie. He's a lawnmower. He like drives lawnmower to earn money and stuff like that. I'm trying. I, I, I have a vague recollection of this, and I think, I maybe. Hmm. I'd be happy to watch it with you again. No, I mean I'm not. <laughs> I, look, I'm not opposed to watching a movie, but I, I'm just I'm trying to remember if I've seen it or not. I'll, we'll we'll look up a tra- trailer later. Yeah, I'll have to, can, I'll take can. a peek at it. Yeah. Anyway, I just I couldn't pick this guy out of a crowd if I had to. If you if you lined up a bunch of like random normal looking dudes and were like, find me Patrick Dempsey, I'd be like that guy or maybe that guy. I you mean, have I an issue with the uh, faces though. Sometimes he's just so plain looking. He just looks like a normal guy. He does look a, like a normal guy, but he is he's got a handsome quality to him. There's tons of people with handsome qual. Look, they do. I'm There's just saying lots that of people out there like that. I'm just saying that like. He just looks like a normal guy. He doesn't look like a star. He's like not not anybody that I would know. I never watched uh, the ER or whatever that is. And I, I, why would I know him, right? So like, so like Patrick Dempsey to me is like nobody. I was like, I don't even know. I, I had to look him up. I'm sitting in the theater with IMDb open looking him up because I had no idea who he was. I'm sorry, Patrick Dempsey. You seem like a gen- nice gentleman, but I don't know who the hell you are, so. There we go. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. So that the sheriff, the Patrick Dempsey random mm-hmm. nobody guy, shoots the gun into the air to kind of get everybody's attention to kind of try and stop the stampede. And then we cut to a year later. Mm-hmm. And literally, Wrightmart is getting ready for a yet another 
post-Thanksgiving sale. Mitch, the manager uh, from earlier, he has quit, and he is now leading like a protest against Wright Mart and saying, look, they owe me because my wife died mm -hmm. because they didn't hire security. Mm -hmm. The guy that runs the place, the Thomas Wright. Yeah, they had money. two security guards and one of them ran away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of them ran away. The other one got crushed. Yep. Another one died. And of course, there's the, the sheriff is there. That was the sheriff, right? Why didn't he intervene earlier? That's my question. Well, he kind of came in the back end and then came like he wasn't in the uh -huh. building no he was standing right out front right off the bat we'll see it later there's actually a shot of like the one kid hugging the security guard oh, like right, oh i know he you takes the and bullhorn. he's standing right there the kid takes the bullhorn yeah. from him that's right yep he was there he was there the whole fucking time and he did nothing Again, that's a pretty big crowd to try one or two people to try and get calmed down. But one gunshot's going to do it, huh? No, I don't think that would have done it. Then why? I mean, I mean, I know I'm trying to nitpick this, and I probably shouldn't because it's not one of those <laughs> things that are nitpickable. It's a slasher film, man. <laughs> yeah, it's not one of those things that are nitpickable. But like, I, it's just occurring to me now as we're talking about it. Why the fuck didn't he do something sooner? Why did he let all those people die? He let Gina Grishon die. That's going to be a big plot point. Yeah. <laughs> Personally, I think it's his fault. He's the cop. He should have been able to do something. Right, but, but nobody... Did so he many... call for backup? No. No. So many no. people, though, they're just going to put blame on other people's doorsteps. They're not going to look at it as I had anything to do with this. Well, that's true. There is that. So... Basically, we get to see, kind of see people. Bobby, who's Bobby? Oh, Bobby's the the baseball player. Bobby, the baseball player, Jessica's boyfriend, had gotten his arm broken in the chaos, mm -hmm. and his his baseball career was kind of over at that point. He couldn't play. Mm -hmm. Now, what they basically what they do is they set up all these suspects for right. us. We've got Mitch, who was aggrieved because of his wife being dead. We've got Bobby, who was aggrieved because. His arm got broken. We've got Ryan, who is suspect to begin with because he was after Jessica, and he was kind of against Bobby. He was mm -hmm. he was opposed to Bobby. Then everybody finds themselves tagged on Instagram by someone who calls themselves John Carver, who apparently is the first governor of Plymouth, Massachusetts. And yes, I say Massachusetts. I know it's not right. Leave me alone. Not you. Everybody else. <laughs> it's just one of those things that I can't break myself up. I can't bring I can't break myself of it. I can't bring myself to say Massachusetts. It's Massachusetts. To me, that's how I've always said it. I can't stop it. It's like sometimes I say water. I what do you want from me? So later that night at the diner, a waitress named Lizzie, who was in the Black Friday thing, she was one of the people that like I think she was, was she the one pushing the cart that killed Gina Kershaw's character? I think she was one of them, but she was one of the main instigators up front, yeah. like was swearing at the security guards yeah, and she hollering was massively aggressive. and like getting other people riled up. She was, she yeah. was kind of one of the big instigators of this thing. She is what you would call a mass hole. Yeah. Yeah. There's she a lot. She was not cool. No, she was a very angry, shitty person. But anyway. She is. She works at a diner, and she is closing up shop for the night. 
when she is attacked by somebody wearing a John Carver mask. He slashes her palm, he dunks her head into a sink full of water, and then he sticks her to the inside of the freezer door to hold her there while he chops her head off. But he doesn't get to chop her head off because she rips her own face off to getting, you know, getting away. That was gross. It was gross, but... <laughs> <laughs> and and then he and then he disappears. She runs into the office and he just wanders off. Okay. So again, I've said this before that some of these <laughs> slasher films, you have to have people be stupid to get through this movie. This yeah. woman is very stupid in this movie. She's in this office. Mm-hmm. Why would you come out? <laughs> I don't know. But what I thought was... I mean, was, at some point, you should be able to wipe your hand off to get the phone to work. Because, like, she couldn't get her phone to work because she had blood on there. Well... And her face wasn't recognized. Right. But you can you put your code in at some yeah. point. I You're just, in I, this locked room. Just stay there. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, I think the thing is about this movie is this movie is also a black comedy, which I really appreciated because I think... Taking a movie like this too seriously would would send it off into like relative obscurity. Mm-hmm. But what I love about this movie is that it is cheeky as fuck. That like <laughs> this this Lizzie woman, she's trying to unlock her phone, and you know how like your face will unlock your phone if you got mm-hmm. an iPhone that does that. I don't know about Android, but iPhone for sure does it. And she's trying to unlock her phone because half of her face is missing. It doesn't recognize her face. And she's freaking out about it. She's Mm -hmm. like sliding her finger across the thing and it's covered in blood. It's like, that shit's funny to me. That, that made me laugh. Your face isn't recognized. Well, duh. Yeah. You're you're missing half of it. I mean, come on. So she eventually, she creeps out. Like you said, she leaves the room, she grabs her stuff and she runs outside. Then she's looking for her keys and she can't find them. Turns out the John Carver guy got her keys and he chases her with her own car and she tries to jump into a dumpster but he hits the dumpster so hard that the top of the dumpster comes down and cuts Lizzie in half I don't believe this would happen you gotta let it you gotta let it roll <laughs> you gotta all. go with it you gotta go with it I mean I've seen those things before it's not like they have <laughs> razor edges on they're the mostly look they're anything. mostly plastic covers I understand but even the ones that are metal, probably wouldn't shear you in half but you have to let that go i know i have to let it go but i looked at as soon as it happened i'm like what no way we both looked at each other we're like that really come on i didn't even i didn't even see what happened i understand but come on give me a better way for this to happen because that was stupid (laughs) i think it's not going to happen that's still that's part of the point that's not even somewhat believable (laughs) it doesn't have to be believable it's a slasher movie Try harder. Jason comes back from the dead <laughs> and starts murdering people. Come on. We can give him this. Okay. I get that. And some of these other kills he's got are good for, you know, slasher kills. But this one was dumb. And I'm going <laughs> to stick to that. It was dumb. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Carver ends up taking her top half to places unknown and leaves her bottom half on the top of the Right March store so that everybody will find it in the morning. Yeah. Which is pretty gory. But how the hell like, did he get it up there? I don't know. He perched her on like the top of the star, yeah. so like her legs are on either yep. side of the star. So it looks like she's like shitting out a star or it's like going up her ass or something. It was again kind of cheeky, right? Like mm-hmm. kind of a fuck you to corporate America almost. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I thought it was cute. In as much as, you know, gory half bodies can be cute. So Newland, the sheriff, starts investigating the murders after he learns about Lizzie's involvement in the riot. 
and Jessica helps the investigation by providing Newland with security footage that was missing from the night of the riot. And Lizzie is clearly seen in the footage. We can see that it, she was there. Jessica and her friend group start to try and figure out who the, the killer is. They figure it might be Mitch because, you know, he's like kind of hates on Reitmart because of what happened to his wife. It could have been Ryan because he was seen in some of the security footage that was deleted, hugging one of the security guards like he knew him. And like it could have been anybody. There's, you know, they've got they, they go after like all these people. So mm-hmm. or they don't go after them. They, they assume that all these people are part of it. And they, I think what they're trying to do is kind of like a scream thing where, you know, in the in, in the and I think this is a bit of an homage to scream in that there is that scene where all the teens get together and scream and they're trying to figure out who could have done it. You know, who was it? You know, who, who did it? What would you do if it was you? You know, that kind of a thing. Mm hmm. So this is just another homage to another movie in the horror genre, which I thought was pretty cool. So we see the other security guard, the guy that ran away, named Manny. He is getting ready to go on vacation when he hears this noise in his house. And he tries to, like, he grabs a bat and he's like, oh, I'm going to kick your ass, blah, 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 right? He gets, you know those carving knives? Mm-hmm. He Those gets a, electric carving. Yeah, he yeah. gets an electric carving knife to the, to the like, chest or the stomach. Right? Yeah, and then Carver wraps. I think it's piano wire. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but a garret, right? Like mm-hmm. the like those the is I think it's garret or garot garot probably. I don't know, but he wraps it around his neck and then pulls it tight and like yanks the dude's head off basically by like like heaving his shoulder into mm-hmm. him just like like he's gonna pick him up off of his feet or whatever just completely decapitates him and puts the head in a duffel bag goes to leave realizes that manny's cat is hungry <laughs> and he stops to feed the cat and pet the kitty and then he leaves again nice and cheeky i thought that was funny yeah could have left him. Could have left the cat to eat the guy, but he was like, "No, he needs his vittles, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he needs his tender vittles, right?" The next person that gets stalked is Lonnie and his girlfriend Amy, who was with him during the riot. Now, Lonnie is a kid from an opposing school to the teens that we know, and they they got they'd gotten into a fight earlier with the teens our our group of teens. So Amy wants to show off her skills on a trampoline for some reason. So she starts bouncing around on the trampoline. But really what she wants to do is she wants to flash her boyfriend mm-hmm. while she's jumping around on the trampoline. But while Lonnie is watching her, Carver comes up behind him and twists his head around exorcist style mm-hmm. so that he's facing backwards. And then Amy is still jumping because she had her back turned. She couldn't see what was going on. Carver sticks a knife up underneath the trampoline and she gets stabbed by it in the foot which makes her fall down and she gets stabbed a bunch of times. Yeah, she's by this still thing. like coming down off yeah. the bounces. It's like stab, yeah. stab, stab. Technically you could say she did this to herself, right? I mean technically it's like a sure. saw thing where like Jigsaw doesn't actually murder anybody. Jigsaw sets up the puzzles and they mm-hmm. kill themselves. I mean Yeah. Yeah. Okay, maybe not. But Jessica goes with Evan and Gabby later to go to the school while Newland and his officers are outside, Jessica gets separated from Evan and Gabby, and Carver attacks them and takes them away. And then he tries to go after Jessica, but she ends up getting away. Mm-hmm. So Yulia, who is 
one of the kids' girlfriends, Scuba, I think is his name. His name is Scuba. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. Yulia's father uh, comes and takes her away and it's like, I'm moving you to Florida. He says to her when he grabs her, he's like, get in Mercedes. Not get into the car, but get into Mercedes. Get yep. in Mercedes. We are leaving. <laughs> so she, yeah. So Carver gets into their house, shoots their guard and Yulia's father, and then he goes after Yulia, and he stabs her in the ears with those little corn holders. You know those little yeah. corn holders, right? Yeah. Sticks it in her ears. This is when Jessica and Scuba end up showing up. They thought she might be in danger, so they show up, and they're too late. Carver has gotten Yulia and turns a buzzsaw on, like one of those table saws. This is the one that I go to, like when I'm thinking about this movie and how gory it is. This is the one, yeah, right? This is, gross. this is the gory, gory, gory scene. He he ends up throwing her on to the buzzsaw, and she ends up getting disemboweled. But like she is like split from like her navel to like her throat, yeah. and just guts pouring out everywhere. And there's yeah. blood splattering all over the place in this yeah, all that, over the it place was pretty gross i actually yeah. looked away <laughs> did like, you really i don't want to see this and scuba of course is holding his girlfriend he's like you know he's kind of sh- like shocked he's in shock right he's holding it I don't, i'm surprised he didn't try to like stuff her bowels back into her you'd think that that would be the thing right but that seems a little too private ryan for this mm-hmm. this is supposed to be hokey it's not supposed to be you know realism or whatever right so so the cops decide they're going to lure Carver out during the Thanksgiving parade. So Jessica and her family and Scuba are going to participate in so that they can draw Carver out. He was going, he's going after them, so they're going to put them right out in public so he can come after them. We see Mitch, and this is where, I, this is where I'm like, it can't be him at this point, right? Because mm-hmm. we see him putting his mask on. Mm-hmm. So he's automatically off my list. He throws a Carver mask on. And jumps out in front of the the truck that is holding the that's bringing the Jessica and Scuba and the and the other kids mm-hmm. along on the parade route, and he you know they they gather him away they take him away and then just as they start getting going again a clown a guy in a clown suit decapitates whoever's wearing the turkey costume would we ever find out who that person is I don't remember who was in there. We saw them go into the costume, but I don't remember who it was. We're, I want to. I I can't find out who that was. I've been looking. I've been trying to figure it out because I'm trying to think: is this person just collateral damage, or were they actually involved in the riot? Because that's know. what this killer's whole motivation is: mm-hmm. he's making people pay for this riot. Mm-hmm. The turkey did nothing wrong, as far as I can see. The turkey did nothing wrong. The turkey's just there. Why did he decapitate the turkey? I, I have no idea. Don't know. Come on, Carver. Damn, dude. <laughs> and he sets off a bunch of smoke bombs and stuff, right? Which causes the truck driver that is driving the float that the kids are on, our, our kids that we know, to not be able to see what's going on. And he runs over a guy in stilts and then slams on the brakes, which causes the... I guess it's like one of the 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 uh, pilgrims. What are those? What were those ships? The Mayflower, right? Yeah. We'll just call it the Mayflower. It causes the Mayflower-looking uh, ship to slam forward off of the float and into the back window of the truck, and the uh, bow 
impales the dude in the face. Yeah, right his, through the noggin. His face just exploded, and there is blood flowing everywhere. And then we get a shot of the inside of the cab, and the dude who just got impaled and his daughters are right next yeah, to him. Yeah, little kids. Little kids are right next to him, and they are just getting blood just sp- sprayed on them. <laughs> it was absolutely insane, absolutely just like bizarre cheeky maybe a carry reference i don't know if it was or not but it kind of felt like one because mm. the kids are wearing kind of white and they throw you know like carrie's prom mm-hmm. dress right and then there's just blood after blood just coming at them and i'm like oh my god that's a lot of blood still not as gory as the chest opening thing yeah, with the chains with the table saw mm-hmm. yeah so in the chaos carver abducts scuba jessica thomas and thomas's wife kathleen Mm -hmm. by getting them into a cop car and then yeah they're in the back of the sheriff truck and then he tranquilizes them yeah he shoots them with tranquilizer gun jumps in takes off Mm -hmm. kathleen wakes up in carver's lair to find him preparing her like a turkey like he is spreading butter over her like melted butter and then like throwing salt on her and i'm like okay wait wait hold on okay so (laughs) so this black friday ordeal has turned this person into a cannibal or is his because he's not the one that's going to eat it though right he's not the one that's going to eat kathleen he's going to try and feed kathleen to thomas Mm mm-hmm but that's some cannibal shit right there, right? I mean, like, yes. yeah, okay. Yeah. So he gets her all dolled up. She manages to break away for a minute, but he still grabs her and throws her in the oven and cooks her to death, literally cooks her to death. This is, again, one of the silly parts of the movie. He grabs one of those little turkey timers, yeah, jabs it into her. And I, as soon as he grabbed that and like stabbed it into her, I I thought like everybody that watches this movie thinks, oh, it's gonna pop. That's gonna be that's mm-hmm. gonna be our joke, right? Yeah. And it was, and it worked. I still laughed. Yeah. Even though I knew it was coming, I still <laughs> laughed. Yeah. So he then brings her roasted corpse out, where we find it, at a dinner table, which he's been preparing over the course of the movie. He's been like sending photos and tagging people in these instagram posts with like manny's head and the top of lizzie and that sort of thing at this table this big you know one of those big ornate tables with a bunch of chairs like you'd see in those typical thanksgiving family or family movies or family dinners or whatever and we've now got thomas and scuba and jessica all around the, the table along with evan and gabby and he is going to, like I said before, he's going to feed Thomas his wife. <laughs> Carver starts a live stream and gives Evan a chance to say what he's thankful for. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't give him much time because he takes one of those mer- those tenderizing hammers. It's a big one, too. It's a huge tender. What the, what the fuck are you going to tenderize with that thing? I I don't know. It's like that, a 10-pound freaking hammer is what it looks like. That is the biggest meat tenderizer I've ever seen. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I I saw that and I was like, what? what? I don't know what they're using that for. Like, what do you use that for just in, re- like, general, like, life? 
I have no idea. <laughs> what you tenderize with that thing. Have you ever seen a tenderizer? That, usually they're small, right? They're like yeah. one by one, right? Yep. And like a little tender. You smack it a little bit and you make the chicken nice and tender and then you put it in the... No, this thing is huge and he <laughs> smashes Evan's head wide open on screen. Thank you, Eli this, Roth. This was gross again. Another gory one. Which I appreciate. I get. I, I just say I really appreciated the gore here. It was over the top gore, very like I said before, very underground '80s horror gore. Jessica manages to get herself free with a ring that she has that's got like a little knife in it, mm-hmm. and it, she cuts herself free, and then she gets the the uh, ring to Scuba so that he can cut himself free, and he attacks Carver. They end up getting into a fight, and Jessica manages to get away and lure Carver away from everyone else. And she runs through the woods and comes across a parade warehouse. Now, another homage. There was a Texas Chainsaw Massacre homage being chased through the the woods by Mm -hmm. the killer, right? Mm -hmm. Very, very, very much like that Steadicam shot and everything. Now, when she gets to the parade warehouse, Newland is outside. He's unconscious. And when Jessica goes inside... She... How is he unconscious when he was just chasing her? That's a really good point. Is there, I'm trying to think, was there time between? No, no, he wasn't chasing her. Yeah, he, he was. Res... He went after her. He didn't go after her for long, though. Uh. He ran after her at first. She kept running and he stopped. So I'm, I guess we're supposed to figure that he had enough time to get back because okay spoiler alert guys newland is 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 carver mm-hmm. we'll tell you about why here in a little bit but that seems he would have had to, right yeah there. he would have had to have doubled back changed clothes gotten to the police cruiser popped the back tried to get bobby out and let bobby hit him or have gotten hit by gotten hit by bobby gotten hit, gotten knocked unconscious all in the time that it took jessica to run from one yeah. place to the other yeah I'm gonna have to watch this again because I I don't re- I don't remember quite how much time there is in between the two incidents. Me either, but yeah. it feels like wait it feels a too short, right? <laughs> yeah. It feels too short. It feels I, like there's not when enough we were time. Watching for that. it, it was fine because at that time we don't know who the bad guy is. But now that I know who the bad guy is, now all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, and even and even once we get the bad guy reveal, we're wrapped up in the whole bad guy reveal right. going, oh my God, that's why, oh my God, that's crazy, right. I can't believe it. We're not thinking about, like, did he have enough time to get from yeah, yeah. his hideout to the to the police cruiser? Yeah. And wasn't he with the police that went looking for the... the... In the high school? No, 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 no. Was he with the police that went looking for the underground lair? I don't remember that. I don't remember. <laughs> I, I, that part I'm going to let go because I don't remember. Maybe, maybe not. I am definitely going to have to rewatch this movie. All right, so... <laughs> when Jessica goes inside, after she sees Newland unconscious, she sees Bobby walking around, her baseball buddy Bobby. And now that makes her think that's him, that mm-hmm. he's Carver, which is what I thought all along. I thought it was going to be like, you ruined my career, and then I got to mm-hmm. get you or whatever, right. right? They go after him. Bobby is nowhere to be found, and the police show up to inform Jessica that her dad and her friends are safe. When Newland is left alone with Jessica, she sees brambles on his shoes, similar to ones that she ran through when he was being when he was chasing her through the woods. He did not have time to get back there, now that I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm. 
Because I think it was shortly after the running through the brambles thing that he kind of abandoned his pursuit of her. Mm -hmm. But that's not enough time to change clothes and get back over. I mean, obviously he's wearing something over what he has, like over over his like uniform. Mm -hmm. But like, there's just not enough. There's just not enough time to get back to where you were, change clothes, and get back over to where she is, Mm -hmm. and be able to like get knocked out by Bobby. Mm-hmm. It's just not a believable amount of time. I don't. I'm not buying that. As far as that, I'm gonna let it go. Obviously, because right. it's a slasher movie. I don't give a shit. But the way it's edited is just not. Yeah, it just doesn't give enough time. Maybe, maybe there's a director's cut coming. See, that's kind of what I was thinking. Is there's got to be a, a second one? So she notices. Back to what we we're saying. She notices that he's got brambles stuck to his pant legs, like mm-hmm. what she had stuck to her pant leg, and. Now she realizes that it was him mm-hmm. all along. Big reveal. He says, yeah, it was me. He says he wanted revenge because he was having an affair with Amanda, Mitch's wife, and that she was pregnant when she died. So this riot took away his whole family. Mm-hmm. He drugged Bobby to make people think that he was Carver, and then Jessica reveals that she's been live streaming this whole thing. Mm-hmm. He's been confessing to everybody. Yep. Bobby shows back up, tries to save Jessica. As they try to get away in his tow truck, Newland has hooked it around a support beam to keep them from leaving. But Jessica like jumps out of the truck and she goes to inflate a parade float with like what's what are that what is that that they use? What's the helium. helium. That's it. Helium. Yeah. <laughs> and she waits for Newland to walk near that, and then she shoots it with this, like the uh, old blunderbuss uh, musket rifles. Which she told us twice previously that she knows how to do that. So. Right, and she also said she was terrible at it. But she did also used her real mom's like trinket that mm-hmm. she that she had given her, stuck that in there because she lost the the musket ammo. It rolled out on her, and so mm-hmm. she grabbed that and threw it in there, and it ignites the helium in the balloon, engulfing Newland in flames and letting Jessica and Bobby get away. Mm -hmm. Jessica is reunited with her friends, and police believe that Newton was definitely killed in the explosion because all they found was ash. Jessica doesn't seem really convinced because there's people walking out of the building and they're wearing masks. You know, the firefighter masks could be one of him. There one would of them could be, be him. bones or something. One would think. One would think. But this is a horror movie. This is a slasher movie. I'm actually. just saying that's setting it up for Thanksgiving too. Well, yeah, I, I hope it's setting us up for Thanksgiving too. Honestly, so she thinks that Newton, Newland. Excuse me. I keep wanting to call him Newton, but it's Newland. She thinks that Newland is one of the firefighting firefighters that's like walking around. She kind of keys on one of them. Later, she's in bed with Ryan, and she has a nightmare about a flaming Newland v- jumping out of the closet to attack her. And then she wakes up, and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> now, my list, as I said, was full of people that I thought were involved in this. Yeah. I guessed it was the pitcher, so there, or Mitch. And then I thought, okay, the pitcher is too easy. Mitch is too easy. 
and then Mitch got ruled out. But then when it came back to when we got when we got to that warehouse again, and I thought and I saw we saw that it was Bobby that was wandering around. I was like, oh, it is him. I guess I was right to begin with. Turns out I wasn't. My other thought was it was going to be someone who didn't get their purchase on that fateful night because of the riot. And I was like, that would be fucking chef's kiss. That would be perfect, like, just burn down of American consumerism. Where's my waffle iron? Right. Where's my waffle iron? Like, that could have been like the thing. What? My fucking waffle iron. But no, that's not. Do you have any notes or alternate casting or anything like that, that you want to talk about? I didn't find anything like that Nothing. out there for this one. Nope. Okay. All right. I, I did think to myself that all of these kids that survive are going to need some serious fucking therapy. They watched someone get cooked. They've seen enough people like get eviscerated and just like guts and blood everywhere. Also, I want to point out that at one point, Jessica has that like stock iPhone ringtone. Mm-hmm. There's no fucking way. There's no fucking way a teenager has a stock iPhone ringtone, let alone a ringtone at all. Right, I was going to say most most kids I think have that on silent or Right, some, and yeah. even if they did have it on regular, they would have assigned like an actual tone to it, a song or something. There mm-hmm. would not be that that fucking thing that like drives everybody nuts. The old people right. ringtone, right? Mm-hmm. They would she wouldn't have that. There's no way. All right, no notes. No notes. No notes. No alternate casting, no anything, huh? No. All right. Well, let's do our thing then. Why don't you do Keep Renter a Race and tell us why, John? This one, I think it could be a fun just slasher flick, you know, just kind of goofy, something to laugh about, these weird death (laughs) things. But I had some issues. I feel like the story felt a little kind of all over the place sometimes. I felt like we're jumping around a lot and... Some of the characters, I was like, no, wait, who the hell is this person? Yeah, there were um, a lot of characters to keep track and, of. And I'm not supposed to like bond with any of these. That's not what these movies do. But, no, they're cannon fodder. But I still felt a little lost. Like, wait, what's going on now? I, I don't understand. <laughs> Some of the acting was really bad. Like, <laughs> well, <I> mean... <laughs> like in the group, the the mob group. And some of those guys, when they're yelling, I'm like, I feel like I could act better than that. I mean, it was it was bad. It was really, really bad. I've seen you act better than some of those. <laughs> um, I really liked, at the beginning, we get that mask breathing like we do in Halloween. Oh, yeah. The, I thought that Halloween. was kind of yep. a cool touch there. And then as they're walking up, you have your hockey stick, which makes me think of Jason with the hockey mask right, type sure. thing. Yep. It's so, and like you said, there was other like homages to other horror movies, which I thought was kind of cool. Little nods, especially knowing what we know about Eli Roth. That was kind of cool. My big issue with this, though, is all the gore. I don't <laughs> like that at all. So You definitely are not a gore hound. No, I, I definitely have this very low. It's either a low rent or an erase for me. I don't wow. know if I would erase, erase it. I feel like... Maybe I'd give it one more shot just to see if I'm okay with it, but I don't know if I want to or not. So for those of you that are slasher fans and love this gory stuff, go watch it. You'll enjoy it. I think you'll have a fun time. Those of you that don't like it, don't watch it. (laughs) Don't like horror movies, you mean? Don't like gore movies. Okay. If you don't, there's a difference between like 
slasher movie and slasher goer. I mean, there's like different varying extremes. And this is definitely more towards the end of slasher gore. And I know there's some that are a lot worse than this, but this is pretty gory. There's a lot of stuff in there. You're more of a Friday the 13th slasher movie fan where you're not going to see as much blood. There's some, but it's not like brains laying on the pavement kind of stuff. And I, you know, I like those as well, but I really like the over the top gory Mm -hmm. shit. So I, I, I get where you're coming from though. So I, I think I'll just settle with a light rent, very low end rent (laughs) Okay. on this one for me. All right. How about you? This is a low end keep for me. It is not the greatest movie I've ever seen. I didn't expect it to be. I went in with expectations that this was going to be a gory splatter fest. I was not expecting it to be a black comedy as well. I loved how cheeky this fucking movie was. It made some interesting comments about things like consumerism, but it also made some interesting comments about our desensitization to to gore, you know? Like, it was just there to be seen. It was there to be ogled. And I really liked that. I liked how cheeky this was. It was a fun ride for me. I had a lot of fun trying to figure out who it was. I didn't care that there were some obvious plot holes in it. Which is a good sign because usually I'm the plot hole guy going, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Mm-hmm. And for for me to just let the reins go and say, take me on the ride, I'll enjoy it, go for it. You know, that that's that was relaxing for me. So I enjoyed that. And and of course, Eli Roth, he very rarely make, has a misstep for me. So I, I really enjoyed this. So low end keep for me. It's not his best, it's not his worst, but it's, you know, it's worth watching again. It's going to end up in my rotation of holiday horror movies like Krampus or Silent Night, Deadly Night or, you know, Halloween, obviously, New Year's Evil, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, definitely. All right. April Fool's Day. <laughs> only the only the unrated version. So you actually get to see some gore. So or not April Fool's Day. Excuse me. Um, Fallon or. Um, my Bloody Valentine. Why couldn't I think of that one? That's the one that you need to watch the unrated version, guys, because the My Bloody Valentine that is rated is very tame. The non-unrated one that they reassembled has like all the cuts, all the cut stuff in it. But anyway, I think we're done with horror movies for the year, right? What's the pumpkin pie after Thanksgiving here? All right, next we're going to cover the new David Fincher movie that came out on Netflix. Oh, yeah. uh, The Killer. Okay. All right. I'm always down for a good Fincher movie. Uh, The dude hasn't made many movies that I didn't like. So it should be interesting. Should be interesting. Yeah. I... You know me, I'm not a big Netflix movie fan. I don't. I, I prefer my movies to have been released. I know it's weird. I just said that I watched when I was a kid. I used to watch these movies that were all direct-to-video. That's how they were released back then, you know? Like, that's how you got gross horror movies back then. Talking about David Fincher, he's like a major director for him to release something on Netflix is anathema to me, but here we are. Sign of the times. Sign of the times, I guess. All right, next week, right here on the couch, Michael Fassbender, the killer. Thanks for listening, everyone. You've been listening to A View from the Couch, a Space Moose Media podcast. You can interact with our hosts on Twitter by going to twitter.com forward slash view underscore couch. You can also email us at aviewfromthecouch at yahoo.com. If you've enjoyed this episode, please help us get noticed by leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast platform of your choice. Thanks for listening.